BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Arielle Laurie, host of the Blonde Files podcast, where every Wednesday I cover all things wellness. After nearly dying from drugs and alcohol six years ago, I've been on a mission to live my best, most fulfilled life, and I'm sharing everything with you. From how to achieve optimal health, well-being, and fulfillment, to the best beauty tips and even cosmetic procedures, I cover it all with raw, candid conversations with experts and inspirational guests. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. In the world that we live in, we are always taught that we aren't good enough. So we're always given coping mechanisms that don't serve a purpose for our highest self. Like you get out of a relationship and we're taught to have a glow up, right? Like an outward glow up, which is lose weight, change your hair and all of these things. And we aren't taught to just focus on ourselves. We're always taught to live like other people and not live within ourselves. So it's usually a continuous trauma response our whole lives until we realize, you know, who am I? Who the hell am I? <laughs> hey, everybody, and welcome to RealPod. I'm Victoria Garrick, former D1 athlete and mental health and body image advocate. Every Wednesday, I'll be bringing you awesome guests, weekly inspiration, and the realest conversations around everything and anything. Now let's get real. Welcome back to Real Pod, everybody. I hope you're having a great start to your morning. To be totally candid, I am not having the bestest day. It's just one of those weeks for me. And I'm actually glad that this interview is playing in correspondence with this intro because today's guest is someone who has really similar career to me and and actually a similar message. It's really special to get connected with people who care about body image, are very passionate about mental health awareness. And Mick Zazen is definitely one of those people. And it was great to sit down with her and just really kind of have a heart to heart about similar struggles, but also get to hear more about Mick and what her life is like and how she navigates talking about mental health and trying to help others while also navigating her own. So I'm really looking forward to sharing this with you guys today. And after all, that is the heart of RealPod. To share more about our guest, her name is Mick Zazen. She is a speaker and an influencer with over 2 million social media followers, and she is a light for so many online. 
If you don't already follow her Instagram or you've never heard of Mick, I mean, I would be shooketh, honestly, because I feel like Mick and I are always kind of in the same arena online. Check out her Instagram. It is at Mick Zazen. She is a blessing to your feed, I promise. Before we hop into this episode, I want to give a shout out to Brooke from Iowa. Hi, Brooke, all the way in Iowa. Thanks for listening. Brooke says, I seriously love you, Victoria. You are always so honest and bring on the best guests. I've been listening for a while now. I am a diehard podcast fan, but still yours is my favorite. Mental health and sports have always been a huge aspect of my life and your podcast has helped me even more. I've been going through some hard physical and mental health struggles right now, and I appreciate RealPod more than you know. Thank you. Brooke, I love you for this review. First of all, thank you. That means the world. And also I chose yours because I relate right now to, you know, you said you're going through some current mental health struggles. I feel you. Um, I see you. And thank you for coming to RealPod even when you're not in your best place and trusting that, you know, we're going to have something here that's going to help in some way. That trust means everything to me. So thank you. Thank you a million times over. If you guys are enjoying the show and you have yet to leave me a review or some feedback, please head to iTunes. Takes just a few seconds. You can rate and review the show and it really helps us out. You can also follow us on Instagram at RealPod if you want to see videos from each guest and behind the scenes clips. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you get that automatic download when we bring you brand new RealPod episodes every single week. Without further ado, let's hop into this conversation with the one and only Mick Zazen. Nice to meet you. I'm so excited to finally connect. I know. I feel like I've been following you for such a long time now and everybody tags me in your videos and everything. (laughs) Oh my God. I feel the same way. I literally have been following you for so many years. So it's so cool. And you're like the perfect person to talk to today because gosh, I'm having one of those like creator days where you feel like you're not where you want to be. There's more to do. And then it's like, you should be proud of where you are. Everyone thinks you're the coolest and wants to be friends with you, but you think you're a loser. You know, those days. Oh, I'm having one right now. Oh my God. Perfect. <laughs> like perfect. We can just like wallow in misery together. Yes. <laughs> Wait, I love it. I feel like the timing of this is perfect. What's, what are you feeling today? What happened for you? I, you know, I've just been feeling like social media overload. I took two days ago, I took a day off of Instagram and then I spent the whole day making content for TikTok. And then yesterday I did both. And then today I'm like, Oh, got to keep up the momentum. And then I'm just like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) I so relate to that. And it's funny because you said you took a day off of Instagram and I'm sure people hear that and they're like, you took a day off, like big deal. It's like, that is a big deal for us. I mean, our job is to post about everything that happens. Even like yesterday, I was feeling anxious. And then I had this thought of, oh, should I be posting about my anxiety right now? Like, how weird is that? That we can't even experience our mental health issues without feeling like it should be content. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. Actually, I just did that. But it was more of like, that's there's a good way to use social media and you can use it as an unhealthy coping mechanism as well. Like I just posted on my Instagram. I literally verbatim said, I was just 
spiraling with anxiety for the last 30 minutes. And I'm posting this so that I can not use my unhealthy coping mechanisms. Like I was just doing, and I'm keeping myself accountable and I'm doing healthy things. And that's like a good way to use it because people can understand that, but it's more of like a play it by ear because some days it's just forced and maybe you need to take a step back and focus inward, but it is a constant struggle. What were the unhealthy coping mechanisms? I pick my skin. It's like a thing that I've been doing since I have been young. And so I almost get into a trance because it's like feeling something on my skin. It's like scratching yourself. When, when the doctor says scratch yourself while he's giving you a shot, like it's almost like that. So I can distract myself with whatever I'm dealing with emotionally. Got it. Thanks for sharing that. And it's great that you have the awareness of knowing you're doing an unhealthy coping mechanism and then trying to reroute. I think maybe something we both experience is like, we still have our own struggles, but we also have a few steps in the direction of healing or recovery so that like we can share advice and we can share things that might help others. But at the same time, like we're not perfect. You mentioned you were feeling anxious this morning. Would you be comfortable sharing what triggered that? Yeah. So I have had a few weird body image days. A couple days ago, I got a DM saying that I was a topic of conversation on some gossip site on Reddit. And I knew I was like, you know, I know it's not healthy for me to look, but I did anyways. And immediately I regretted it, like immediately. And I was taking what they said. And I, I just, I carried that with me for the next couple of days. And yesterday was the first day that I felt like somewhat okay. Today was an iffy day, but like I'm, I'm working through it and cyber bullies really suck. They do. And you're never completely immune to it. <laughs> right. Cause you're human. <laughs> Yeah. Dang. I'm sorry that happened. And I know it's it's like so tempting and it's hard to not look at something when people send it to you. And it's like, why would someone even alert you of this happening? You know, (laughs) those setbacks are are tough for sure. Did those happen often or is this like a really rare occurrence? Really rare. I would say it happens like once a year where I let comments like that get to me because I so for those who have followed me or those who are new to following me, I fucked up a lot on the internet. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Like I, yes. I mean, I was, are you talking about like your original, like Fitzbo page? Yeah. Okay. That's not that bad. Like you didn't know better at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know better, but it's also my responsibility to like own up and say like, Hey, this is wrong. And everybody deserves an explanation, especially because I had a public platform every so often, it usually comes once a year where the people who originally were bullying me back then come back and are saying the same things over and over and over again. And it's, it's like a trauma point for me because I was also in the like worst place in my life, like absolute worst place in my life. So when I see those same people or different people saying the same comments as I remembered seeing four years ago in the worst place possible. It's those memories come back. And I remember every single feeling that I felt when I was at rock bottom in my eating disorder 
phases and PTSD and, and everything. It, it, so thankfully now I do have healthy coping, coping mechanisms, like uh, reaching out to friends, my therapist. I usually bump up the amount of sessions that I uh, see her weekly. So instead of one time per week, I go twice per week just to make sure that I'm supported. And so it gets it gets easier. What are some things that you do during like a bad body image three day, five day period? Because I'm sure people listening to this are experiencing that right now. Yeah. So I like to call it my toolbox. My therapist and I created that. Um, and the toolbox that I have is accessible to me at any moment um, because I know professional help isn't always uh, accessible and healthcare is sometimes inaccessible. So my toolbox is things that either distract me or bring me closer to my heart. So I take a breath, deep breath outside because I know that when I'm in a room enclosed by walls of floor and a ceiling that my thoughts can't, my thoughts can't expand from that room, you know? So when I take a deep breath outside, I'm, I'm able to breathe in fresh ideas and, and fill my cup. I call my best friend or I ask them, Hey, do you mind like sitting down and FaceTiming me while I eat? Because sometimes like I, I forget to eat. I have ADHD and I'm running around constantly and I know that I'm just like not my best person when I don't feel myself. So that's another one. I just did a closet clean out. That was a big one. It put me in a pretty bad mood at first, but now that I, I sold some of those clothes and I, I gave them away. Um, I now don't have to look at them. I don't have to worry about them. I can just focus on the clothes that do serve my body in this moment. And you know, being outside is just, it's so helpful. Taking a walk, taking my dog for a walk, I would say is the number one thing. I love that. Quick interruption. Speaking of those days where we're not feeling amazing, you're going to want to hear this because it's going to change your couch cuddles and your naps for the better. Today's episode is brought to you by Barabi, a joyful wellness brand on a mission to create a calmer, more collected world, one sleep at a time. Barabi has the cutest, best weighted blankets. Now, look, you've probably heard about weighted blankets and maybe you're hesitant to hop on the train, but please hop on the train. It is so comfortable. It's like the weirdest but best feeling in the world to put like 15 to 20 pounds of blanket on you and then lay there and just feel so much better. Because did you know that weighted blankets have actually been medically proven to help calm anxiety and promote deep restorative rest. I am addicted to putting this weighted blanket on me, especially during the day. Like the blanket cuddles you because it has so much weight. It's amazing. And they are naturally weighted with layers of breathable material. So you'll be comfortable all night long or whenever you're using it, especially during hot summer nights. And I promise you guys this. I know you might be thinking I'm going to be so hot and sweaty with this blanket. You are not. This blanket is so breathable. It is like more breathable than my normal blankets. So you get the amazing weightedness of the blanket, but you don't get too hot. I promise. Also, their blankets are great for the planet. I mean, who doesn't love that? Baraby weaves sustainability into every part of the supply chain. These blankets are even biodegradable. So if you're looking for a weighted blanket, something natural to help you sleep better and feel calmer, try one of Baraby's hand-knit weight blankets. Find them on Instagram at mybaraby and visit baraby.com. That's B-E-A-R-A-B-Y.com. 
and also at mybaraby on Instagram. They offer free shipping and hassle-free returns on all orders within the contiguous U.S. Do you ever watch an influencer or celebrity's skincare routine and you're like, that looks great and I want one, but where do I even start and what products are actually going to work for my skin? After all, we all have different skin and it's important to find products that are best for you. That's why I'm so glad that the Inky List came on board as a sponsor for RealPod because this is a skincare brand that exists to empower people, people of all sorts. Actually, when you shop their website, they have models with all types of skin, discoloration, acne, hair. I mean, it just makes me feel comfortable because the Inky List is realistic and understands the many different types of skin we all have. I personally have been loving the Sim Bright Moisturizer formulated for all skin types. You guys know I have dry skin, and not only is this super moisturizing, but it also helps brighten the skin, and honestly, I feel so glowy. Also, I just started using the caffeine eye cream formulated for tired eyes, and I've noticed a huge difference. I'm a night owl. I stay up late. My eyes get puffy. They get dark on my under eyes, but they are looking so good after I've been using this caffeine eye cream. And not just that, but they go the extra mile in helping customers so you can make the best decisions for your skin. You can literally hashtag Ask Inky 24-7, 365 days a year via live chat on their website or DM on social media. And one of their skincare coaches will be able to answer your questions or give you personalized skincare advice there and then. So if you are a skincare expert or a curious newbie trying to learn how to build a skincare routine, this is where you need to go. Head to theinkylist.com to discover the right ingredients or check out hashtag Ask Inky on at the Inky List Instagram account to get personalized help today. Once again, that's the I-N-K-E-Y list.com or hashtag Ask I-N-K-E-Y on at the Inky List. Do you ever feel like people come to you like you have no problems with your body, you have no problems with food, you have no mental health issues and like you've made it and you have to remind them, no, 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 Um, (laughs) I understand things, but I'm still human. Yeah, I think the most beautiful thing about recovery is that you're never going to be like this perfect pillar of health and you're never going to be this perfect being that somebody can look up to. And that's with anybody, with anything. Like when you're, when you're living life, we're all human. And when, especially when we live in a world where we are born into a place where we are taught that we need to change, we will run into obstacles no matter where we are at in our recovery or confidence. I do feel that way because I get, I get so many questions every single day and I'm like, Hey, having a bad day right now. And it kind of sucks, but you know, we're, we're, we're getting through it. (laughs) And speaking of this, I mean, you post about things that you've struggled with almost every day. And I keep, I keep like bringing myself into this just because I literally feel like I have a chance right now to talk to someone who knows exactly what it's like and can, can help because sometimes it feels so, overwhelming. What I was, but what I was going to ask was like, do you ever just not want to talk about it? Like, or just have a week where you want to just live in the present moment? You know, like I I was listening to some podcasts you've been on and not to like insult, I don't know those shows, but like I relate to, it's like almost every show. It's like, so when did you first struggle with body image? And it's like, you have to recall five years ago trauma. (laughs) So I actually have a really funny story about it. Please tell. (laughs) So I was, there's two instances. Um, I was on a podcast once and they asked me a question. I said, I don't want to talk about that right now. (laughs) (laughs) 
and they they didn't edit it out or anything and i was just i was laughing so hard but another instance was i was actually i was at an event and i was one of the speakers and i had this whole like i have one speech that is typically like what i speak during my contracted speaking events and then i have a couple in my back pocket and for some reason on that day i was so overworked and i think i had done so many speaking engagements before and podcasts that i 10 minutes into my speech i said "Mm, you know what i'm not talking about this today and then i (laughs) talked about something completely different oh my gosh i don't know how you could do that wait so what did you like (laughs) shift to was it planned or you just were winging it for the next 30 minutes oh i was just winging it and i like i think that's the beauty of what we do because everything is like it's it's so it's so human you know and people want human they don't want performative actions and i was very candid i was i was like i am really done talking about my trauma like i i really am done and i'm if i were to move forward with this like i'm gonna come off as so unauthentic because i will not have any emotion in it. People are already weird with that when people, when trauma survivors just talk about their trauma and as if it like happened in in a past life or whatever, but it just like didn't feel authentic to me. And so I I spoke about something, it was something sports related, but it was like, oh, I talked about my concussions instead of uh body image and it <laughs> ended up going really really well. Oh, I'm glad that went well for you. That's one of my setbacks with public speaking is I have like my thing and I have, I have the thing that I do and I maybe have like three options for three different types of audiences. And like, that's that. And sometimes it's hard for me because I feel like this version, like it's like similar to when you're vlogging, like you put on the camera and you are performing. And I guess it's this weird thing with like even public speaking or, or social media. Sometimes I'll like write a caption. I wrote this caption for suicide awareness month and and then it's like you you tune in and you're like, this is really fucking sad. And this yep. is how I really felt. But it's like almost like a business person comes in to write the caption. And then like I turn off my emotions because we couldn't really feel everything we're talking about every day. I mean, it's it's so heavy. And and then that's hard. And then do you ever feel like why? I'm so sorry, Mick. I'm like literally turning this into a duo therapy session. <laughs> I was like, okay. hey, maybe she'll think it's fun. And unlike her other interviews. Um, okay. But do you ever feel like people don't want to talk to you about what you want to talk about now or like what you care about now? They just want yeah. what happened years yeah. ago? Well, I you probably get this a lot too. People will DM me, and this is probably one of my biggest pet peeves ever. Um, <laughs> it's when people DM you or message you and say, hey, can you post about self-care tips? And I'm like, this is literally, I talk about this constantly. Like, are you following me? Like, I'm so confused right now. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, every single day, every single minute it goes in phases. And I have come to that uh, realization where people will ask me, like, people will ask me about my past binge eating disorder or any of my eating disorders in the past. And I'm like, I'm not even feeling that right now. I just want to talk about like celebrating that I just gotten, got my uh, medications 
and I'm allowed to feel that way. Like it's, it's following what you feel will matter to you in the moment, because if you try, and it's the beauty of being a creator and and speaking about what you want to is you can go through these phases where you don't talk about these things and you can talk about your other passions because that's what life is, right? Like I, I post about my interior design and I was so scared at first to post about that, but now I'm like, people see the genuine love that I have for it and they love it too. It reminds me that not everything I do has to be body related or like mental health related, even though it is like taking care of my mental health, you know? Right. I actually found something similar with my apartment. I started posting about it or actually I threw up a poll. I was like, would you guys care about this? Yes or no? Because I was also terrified, you know, to like mix up my content with something I currently like, which is crazy. I think something recently that I've realized in relationship to my personal brand is I want people to be there for me as a person. And then of course, these are the pillars I talk about, but they're there for me. And I think the misconception or sometimes when you're building a platform is you, you, you convince yourself people are here for this particular thing I talk about or this message, but not me. They don't care about my life, what I do, my family, my thing, my passions. And so that's been an important thing to understand and want to build the future around. Have you ever had to make that identify that difference? like between real life and on social media? Just between you, the person, and then the things that you talk about. Yeah. I think it's, it's hard because my life is, is documented pretty much at all times on social media. And people look to me to share authentic moments in my life. And sometimes it gets to the point where I'm trying to curate authenticity Mm -hmm. and that's when it's unauthentic, you know? Right. And it's funny because after doing this for four years, you start to learn that when you curate authenticity, those things don't do well. People see through it right away. I mean, it's like, it's not even like, even if it's a good post, people just don't react to it. Because it's like they can, they know when you're, when you are living your life authentically and you're curating it, you know, definitely. But I would say the hardest thing for me is to separate, you know, my, what my friends and I talk about between work and like fun time, you know, because my whole life, I haven't been able to really have that fun time it's always been so serious. And as my platform has started to grow, my friends mainly have come from online and it's like, I get burnt out a lot when I just like constantly talk about social media and stuff like that. It's, it's just not healthy for me. So yeah, it gets, it, it is, it's hard to balance. Why was your life so serious before just with everything that you'd been through? You didn't feel like you were able to enjoy the moment. Yeah, I have been through a lot growing up. Um, I was a nationally ranked soccer player and I had to quit, um, soccer my junior year of high school because I had eight concussions and three knee surgeries. And quickly after that, because sports and soccer was my identity, um, and what I was taught 
to view as my identity, I didn't know who I was after. And so I sought my worthiness in other people's opinions. And I quickly got into a relationship that ended up being a, um, a very, very abusive relationship for four years. And after that, it went straight into eating. So I, I like never had a break, you know, Mm -hmm. it was from the heartbreak of sport ending right into kind of trauma response. Yes. To another trauma response. Right. (laughs) It was like, it's like a never ending trauma response because I, I like world that we live in, we are always taught that we aren't good enough. Like, you know, you get out of a relationship and we're taught to have a glow up, right? Like an outward glow up, which is lose weight, change your hair and all of, all of these things. And we aren't taught to just focus on ourselves. We're always taught to live like other people and not live within ourselves. So it's, it's usually a continuous trauma response, um, our whole lives until we realize, you know, who, who am I? Who the hell am I? <laughs> right. I'm going to say it. When I'm scrolling Instagram, I see everyone with the cutest jewelry, chunky gold hoops, bracelets, studded earrings. And I'm just like, where are people getting this jewelry? Because you don't want to spend tons and tons of money, but you also want something that's good quality and going to last you a long time. Well, I have the answer because today's episode is brought to you by one of our newest sponsors, Ana Luisa. Ana Luisa is spelt A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. They create sustainable and ethical jewelry starting at just $39. And now as a real pod listener, you can get 20% off their summer sale. They have new jewelry collections being released every Friday. You will always find something unique. And you guys, I promise it is so freaking cute. I just got the gold twist rope ring. It's stunning. If you're following the at RealPod Instagram, I just posted a haul of the jewelry I got. Maybe you want to get some of the same pieces. Maybe you don't, and that's fine. Get whatever suits your style. Head over to shop.analuisa.com slash RealPodSun to get 20% off their summer sale. That's shop.analuisa.com slash RealPodSun, S-U-N, and you can get 20% off their summer sale. Just do it. Just check out the website. Scroll through. I promise there are beautiful pieces. You just might fall in love with them. And one more thing to emphasize, you can get 20% off their summer sale. Speaking of relationships... And I don't mean to be a classic, like, you need a man because I don't feel that way at all. However, my platforms developed while I've been with my boyfriend for five years. Like he's been here from when I was posting Photoshopped unauthentic images to who I am now. And I always think about what would it have been like had I had I not been with him or to navigate meeting people and then being able to Google you and find out everything that usually you confess to them late at night, like one month in, right? So what has that been like for you, whether it's relationships, friends, and meeting people who know everything about you? Um, I have not had a successful dating life <laughs> since having a platform. Honestly, it's probably one of my biggest, I wouldn't say insecurities, but like my biggest frustration because I was sitting with my friends the other day and I was like, I feel like men are missing out on me. <laughs> like I was, I was like, I feel people that are too. missing you're, out you're great. <laughs> on, on me, all of this goodness here, because I have so much love to give. And I hate that I have, that I feel like I am 
just known beforehand and people always have this judgment towards me before they even talk to me in person. And so I was just on hinge the other day and I, I just need to delete all dating apps because it always ends bad because they always find my social media and some, something goes wrong. It's either they stop talking to me or they get insecure and they're like, they start like insulting me. And I'm like, we're not doing this right now. Could Bye. you go by like Michaela with your, with your middle name and like pictures that have never been on Instagram and not, and then like maybe hook up, like you could create like a fake IG with three pictures that you're like, I rarely post like. <laughs> so I actually mentioned that to my best friend, Gabby. I was like, what if I did this? Like, and she was like, should you? And I was well, like, cause I you have your know. real Instagram right now hooked up to your hinge. Uh, wait, no, 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 I don't. They oh, usually just, look me up. they just, yeah, but I would go with a, with a, cause isn't, is your full name, is it Michaela? Yeah. Yeah. So you could go with your full name, a middle name. This is fun. This is like, what are some of those movies where like they go undercover, fall in love, and then they're like, I'm secretly the princess of. Wait, did I do this? Yes. This is like Princess Diaries. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Because then, I, then it's like on the 10th date when like they really, you, then like, you're like, I want to tell you about my, like, you can lie. You can say you're in, you work in social media. Oh my gosh. You are a genius. Honestly, I feel like it's a great idea because you know, and then you can actually get to know someone as a normal girl. And then like, once they, you have some trust, you can be like, yeah, I want to, this is what I do. And you can show them your real platform. Oh my gosh, I have to. Except that my 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 anxiety around that is knowing me. I would find the actual and be like, "Are you catfishing me? What are you doing?" Right, like it's it's tough because you're so authentic that to to kind of have a secret, even if it's not a bad secret, you know, is yeah. you could always go about it with like, "I'm not lying. I'm just withholding the truth." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. I, yeah, honestly, I, I, I've made my decision and I think I'm going to do it maybe on, in a girl's night or something when we're drinking wine, I can create a new profile. That would be so much fun. Yeah, for sure. Oh my God. Keep us posted on that same note. Do you find that when the people you're interested in discover your profile, like there, is it a, is it a positive thing or is it a negative thing? Because I'm sure everyone who follows you looks at your page is like, you're the best, most inspirational, coolest thing ever. But then you said some of these guys feel insecure or it's like too much that you're sharing. Like what's usually the impression? Yeah, I think I don't want to put words in their mouth because they've never told this to me, but how they've acted, I've interpreted it as I am too much and that what I do is too much. Mm -hmm. And that is always a blow on my confidence because I'm like, but I, I'm, I am me, you know, like I, and I don't want to change for anybody. And then I second guess myself and I'm like, my immediate thought is I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. I, you know, like, I don't want to be alone for the rest of my life. And I know that's like, maybe I will, maybe I won't, but there always is this thought in the back of my head when I see somebody that I'm attracted to or am you know, on a dating app, I always think, how can I, how can I make myself less right now so that Mm. I am approachable, which is so weird. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 
yeah, that's, it, it is weird. And I relate, you know, I just went back to my hometown and saw some people who I haven't seen in six years. And I'm like, how are you? Where do you work? Who are you dating? What's new? And they're like, I love your living room. I saw you went to therapy on Monday. And, and you know, and as a result, do you ever feel like no one ever asks you anything about your life or like checks in with you because they're desensitized? They're like, oh, another post where Mick is anxious or Mick is feeling this. So they don't mm-hmm. reach out. But if we saw one story from a friend saying I'm slightly anxious, we'd be over there with like fast food. <laughs> Yeah. Or it's, it's like, it's, it's weird because a lot of the stuff that we do share is, is stigmatized. So it seems really intimate, but it's, and it is, it is, but on the other hand, we only post like 2% of our lives and we, we have a 98% of our lives that we aren't sharing on social media. And so would you say that's your breakdown? I feel like it has to be, that's like normal. Honestly, I, okay. So I would say like 30% of my life and then, then like, yeah, 30%. I, I, I have like a whole life outside of social media that I love Mm -hmm. and that I, I hold close to my heart and keep it off of social media because that is also another safe space for me, you know? Right. How do you navigate goals and like where you want to go with your career, but also feeling satisfied and understanding that you, you like have everything you need. And that's the weird thing about our industry is it's a numbers game and numbers don't end. You can just keep counting. They just keep going up. So how do you approach that? And like, what are your career goals? If, if you have any that you'd want to share and how do you stay grounded? I am not the best at staying grounded at all. I am a classic workaholic. I work 14 hours a day and it is difficult finding balance in life. So I just got this game. We're not really strangers. If you haven't, it's, do, you, do you have? Yes. I mean, it's okay. the freaking best. Yes, it is literally the best. I have this group of friends that come over every month and we have like just drinks and food and whatever. And we were playing that game. And one of the questions was, what is the question you're trying to answer most in your life? And I, I said, what is good enough? And when am I going to be good enough? And I don't even know what for, (laughs) like what for (laughs) that's a tweet. (laughs) That is literally spot on. That's the tweet. (laughs) Yes. So I, I have to remind myself that I, I am sharing what I do because it feels authentic to me. And, you know, when I post something and I lose a bunch of followers that used to get to me a lot, but I remember that if they don't like what I have to say, that's, that is okay. They are exercising their own self-care and eliminating somebody from their social media that they don't want to see. And I am now curating an audience that is for me and loves what I have to say. And whether money, whether my income goes up or goes down, I know that I am always going to follow my authentic being, because that is where I am my most happy. That's where I feel so fulfilled. 
And like, that didn't come easy to me. Like it did not, especially because through like four years ago, I had zero income, like zero dollars to my name. I was living in my parents' basement on a recliner. Like I had nothing. And then from there, I had to make the best of what I had. And what that was, was sharing my authentic self. And instead of looking at the the numbers, although they did grow, I was happy and am happy because I'm following what my heart wants to do. I love that. So the guiding light is your truth, what you care about. And as a result, if the numbers go up or they go down or they stay the same, that is one out of your control. And two, it's, it's not your priority. It's not the core focus. I think that's mm-hmm. a great way to approach it, um, especially because there is never going to be a congrats, done, like next thing of life. Yeah. I mean, this is it. It's just going to keep accumulating or going down or or whatnot. So I love that. That's that's really awesome. And I'm going to definitely take some inspiration from that. Well, thank you so much for being so open and honest about everything that you have experienced and that you're experiencing now. It's hard enough to go through this stuff in our own life and, you know, tell our family and our best friends, but just to tell strangers on the internet who might unfollow you or might send you a DM or might say the wrong thing. I mean, it's, it's a lot harder. So I see you. (laughs) Thank you. Well, thanks so much, babe. I really appreciate your time. It's been so great to meet you face to face, hopefully in person one day, but I appreciate it. I know you're so busy. So thanks for spending the time. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Real Pod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of Real Pod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with Real Pod throughout the week seeing behind-the-scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real.